Welcome to the Embodied Wealth Consciousness Podcast. I'm Julia Trinka, your host, shamanic leadership coach, and self-made millionaire. I'm obsessed with helping powerful spiritual entrepreneurs and revolutionary leaders to actualize a life and business of embodied wealth. I started my journey with literally less than nothing in my bank account. And once I discovered the path of wealth consciousness, my business revenue began to double and triple every year, and it hasn't stopped. I've helped thousands of ambitious, soulful women to access their millions and fully live their dharma. I'm currently holding my ceremony in the sacred lands of Sedona, and with each episode, I bring the energetic and the material together to bring you practical and effective tools to massively uplevel your purpose, your legacy, and your wealth. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about how we can support you in your expansion and revenue generation, visit getlifemastery.com. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to share this episode with you where we go deep into how to instantly create more time, space, and freedom. It really, really gets to be easy and it can happen right now. So let's dive in. How this technique works is you have to understand the mechanics of your relationship to your own power. We talk about this a lot in manifestation circles and in spaces where we are looking at how to accelerate and create quantum leaps because it's actually the same inner architecture that's required. So the first level, which is where probably 90% of people are, is they are practicing right? They're thinking the thoughts over and over. They're doing the actions over and over. They're believing the things over and over that tell them that all of the power is outside, right? Circumstances are just happening. We even say that like, I'm just trying to control what I can control because there's a belief that what's outside of me is fundamentally different than me. And it has the power over my life, not me. I'm just doing my best to react in a good way, right? And I want to make the distinction here, circumstances here also include thoughts, stories, and your past. Um, over the years, I've sat inside of a lot of coaching and transformation circles where the whole focus was uh, like spending all this time and energy on trying to um, heal from the past or um, to rework a story, right? Like people show up in coaching circles. They're like, I have this story. I have this story. And the coaching becomes all about how to, um, move beyond that story. But the problem is that all that energy is being spent based on a premise that the story or the past is real and has all the power. So then you have to spend all this time dealing with it. But when you get to the next phase, it starts to shift. So I just want you to watch for where you experience yourself operating most of the time out inside of these three levels, okay? So inside that first level where the power is outside, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of trying to prove 
there's just a lot of trying, period. A lot of hustle, a lot of earning, a lot of trying to show your worth and measure up and be right, not be wrong, control, um, and do it the right way. Okay? So the second level is what I call the creator level. It's where you've done some work around empowerment. Maybe you've even come into work around manifestation and quantum leaps and you start to recognize, wow, my life comes from me. My life comes from me. The power is inside of me. And this is a massive leap forward because it just changes your whole paradigm about how you relate to your own energy, how you relate to others, um, and you really start living more consequently, actually, right? Because when you recognize that the thoughts that you allow to run around in your head, the words that you speak, the actions that you take or don't take, that those all have creative power, you start living in a more centered way, right? The center of gravity starts to be more inside of you. Now, the shadow of this is that even though it's more empowered, it's still not a complete expression of how reality actually works. And two things can often happen at this phase. One, you can still be hustling a lot, right? Because you're like, well, it comes from me. Therefore, I have to make sure that I'm showing up. I have to make sure that I'm taking the action. I have to make sure that I'm the one thinking the right thoughts. The other thing that can happen at this level is actually a lot of codependency. Because let's say you're having um, some kind of negative or difficult reaction with a loved one. You can get into that place where you're like, well, I just need to create them differently inside of me, right? So rather than having a conversation, you're actually taking responsibility for what is fundamentally theirs. Rather than communicating what you want, expressing yourself, holding a higher standard in your life through your actions, you're trying to work it out and control it from the inside. So that second level of being the creator has a lot more power, a lot more freedom, a lot more space, but it still comes with liabilities. The third level is identifying as the universe. We could call this non-dualism. This is where your fundamental sense of identity is no longer operating inside of a separateness paradigm. You recognize that what's outside of you is actually the same as what's inside of you. And so there's this fluidity, there's this allowing. This is the place where you simply know that whatever you desire is already done. That actually the actions that flow from you aren't to try to make it happen because it's already done. And so the focus of your life stops being about control, stops being about getting it right, stops being about trying to know how, stops being about being right. And your priority is actually flow. Your priority is living as your fully expressed self. 
because you really recognize that everything is coming from spirit, but fundamentally, you are spirit as well. So that is the place where I want to lead you as we actually talk about this technique for creating instantly more space, time, and freedom without anything changing, actually, outside of you. This isn't, this is like a a fully internal being shift. I want to remind you that you can't get it done enough to have more space and time. You can't force yourself enough to earn the right to have fun. You know, that space that so many people are in where they're trying to get it done and accomplish the thing so that they can then relax, it doesn't work. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I want you to reflect on this. You may have momentary periods where you feel relaxed, but generally the wear and tear of pushing hustle and force is so great that it's not really so much relaxation. It's more like collapse. It often looks like illness. Um, If you're getting sick on the regular, you're not living in harmony. Our bodies are not meant to be sick. There's no such thing as needing to get sick once a year. I haven't been sick in years, years, because I won't live in a way that necessitates my body getting ill. So what I want you to think about as we go through some examples and um, a little caveat is that creating more space, creating instantly more space and time, more freedom, is simply a function of making a higher level decision. Because it was a lower level decision that got you into the place where you experienced tons of pressure, no time, and no freedom. So we'll look at an example in a moment, but I want to talk about that caveat that I just mentioned. Sometimes when people come across this information, they interpret it to mean that you completely ignore money. You completely ignore your business if you're an entrepreneur. That essentially you opt out. You don't participate. You don't do any business-related action, and it happens without your involvement. That is not what I'm talking about. Some women even worry, right? Like, well, if I knew it was already done, I don't think I would do anything in my business. I would probably stop doing anything. I I would just lay on a hammock all day. And still other women are like, oh, good. This means I don't have to do anything at all and I can just lay on a hammock all day. This is a vitally important distinction. If you are having one of those experiences, there's only one of two things happening. Number one, maybe you don't want to have a business. Honestly, maybe you don't want to be your own boss. Maybe you don't want to grow the universe that is a business. Or number two, which is actually far more common, is you're still living in that lowest common denominator where you're afraid and you believe all the power is outside of you and you're allowing that paradigm to dictate what you think is possible and so you contract. If you would not naturally be doing the activities that go along with building a business and serving inside of that business, you shouldn't have a business. For me, transformational work 
is irresistible. It is my dharma. It is what I am. Nothing could keep me from it. I do it anyway. It's, it's not just what I do in my business. It's what I do in my life. So if you don't feel that way, maybe you shouldn't have a business. Right? And again, I'm not trying to steer you away, but to be an entrepreneur is a radical act of freedom in and of itself. And what most mostly is happening is, I think actually, if you're on this journey, you are meant to be an entrepreneur, but that's why we're talking about those three levels. Because if you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you're trying to be free, but you're hanging on to a paradigm for dear life that's associated with your identity, so you really believe that if you actually start to be powerful, you're going to die or evaporate or disappear, your life is going to be hell and your business is not going to thrive. So it's crucial that you are honest with yourself and that you recognize that this isn't just making the leap one time. Entrepreneurship is a lifetime of jumping off cliffs. It's a lifetime of making what is deeply uncomfortable, comfortable. So I'm not going to invite you to keep pushing into what's uncomfortable. I want to give you the tools to make the stuff that feels uncomfortable, comfortable. Like that just seems like way more fun, right? Okay. So let me talk about an example here. In my first business, I was totally operating from that first level. I really felt completely separate from life. Um, even though I was a spiritual entrepreneur, my paradigm was that other people were fundamentally separate from me. Um, I had to work really hard to get them to be my client and to pay me. And I was willing to do that hard work, you know, because I'm devoted and I am not going to give up. <laughs> but I was really, really making it hard for myself. And if I look back now, even though I'm very proud of the work that I did, I know that I was not even beginning to tap into my t- potential as a healer, as a leader, as a transformation transformational agent, because I was unwilling to express and embody my power, express and embody my fundamental unity with life. So it's been a long time since I've run my business that way. And as an experimenter, I have literally intentionally played with both sides, right? There are times where I have let myself go into overloading my schedule, creating a bunch of have-tos for myself, and just seeing what happens. Is that still really true that that doesn't work? And then I will punctuate that with giving myself, like completely releasing myself off the leash, doing whatever I want to do. And what I have found consistently is that when I'm in the have-to energy, when I'm in the showing up and getting it done and being the big hero energy, my money tanks. It stops. There's so many complications. Communication is complicated. Projects are difficult to get off the ground. Um, Everything just feels sticky and slow and heavy. And when I prioritize flow, when I allow flow, because flow is the ideal state for me, my desire leading my life is the ideal state for me. Money flows. Everything is easy. Conversations are fun. It feels light and free and playful. 
And all of that comes down to one thing, which is making a higher level decision. The specific example. So recently I went into another one of these phases. Um, I knew that I was going to be gone for over a week uh, leading a retreat internationally. And I, I wanted to not have a bunch of tasks piled up right before I left or waiting for me when I got back. And so my team and I decided, I mean, and this was really my decision and they agreed with me, they agreed to it, that we were going to do all of the content creation for the next month inside of one week. And that next month, we had a big online event coming up. So there was actually a little more for us to do even than usual in the business. And my thinking was, what I know about myself is I love to go all in. I love to go all in and I love to go all out. So I was like, well, this is like going all in. But what I missed is that I love to go all in on one thing. And what I mean by that is this. If I'm going to go all in on writing, I want that whole week to just be about writing. If I'm going to go all in on serving my clients in our calls and our circles, I want to go all in on that and not have other tasks. It's like very, very singular. It's the same in any of my creative work. When I want to paint, I just want to paint. I don't want to be doing other things. And so I missed that nuance. And what ended up happening is I had a ton of content creation work to do. I had a ton, like my whole schedule was full of calls. And of course, I love content creation. I love calls. But what I was really doing was dividing my energy. And it completely zapped me. I started eating poorly. I was editing out exercise. My sleep went to shit. And all the initiatives that we were trying to move forward were not working. And so it got to Friday morning of that week. And I really recognized that I needed to make a higher level decision. And how it happened was this. I I am not like when I'm in that moment, I'm not going to go and take a productivity training. I'm going to go into the liminal spaces of shamanic work. And so I was partnering with my dreams and without going into the whole thing, the whole story of the dream, I had this very, very powerful dream that showed me that what was happening was that I was taking responsibility for things that are not mine. And we can feel it when we do this right? Like I was moving into that place of feeling responsible for my clients' results. Our work creates a ton of results. I want to be very clear about that, but that's not my responsibility. The results of my clients are their responsibility, not mine. I was taking responsibility for all these other things because when I didn't allow myself to go all in on one thing, it opened the door to this pattern. And that's what the dream was showing me. My dream was showing me that this is actually a lineage pattern in the women in my family. And so this opportunity was not only to stop indulging in that identity of being hyper-responsible, but it was an opportunity to heal a lineage wound. Furthermore, this dream showed me that what happens when we're hyper-responsible 
is the part of us that believes we're responsible for everyone and everything becomes exhausted and it will keep money out. It will keep clients out. It will keep opportunities out. It will keep ideas out because it's exhausted and it thinks I can't take any more. And if more comes in, I'm going to have to be responsible for it and I'm going to be exhausted. And that was actually the shift was realizing like, oh my gosh, I just got like ensnared into an ancestral pattern that I opened the door to by going against my own rhythms. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to see this, even though it was pretty excruciating to live through. But here I am, and now I get to share this medicine with you. And so in that instant, I made one decision. I was supposed to have a personal appointment. Um, this is something that I had set up a long time ago. It's, it would certainly fall under the realm of self-care. But because of the nature of the experience, it also means that there's like a lot of things that I can't do the next day because I have to care for myself in a certain way. And I recognized I didn't want to do it. And it wasn't because I was like, I'm too busy or I want to have that next day to do too many things. It's like I just plain and simple didn't want to do it. And so I canceled it like a couple hours before. And I knew that I was forfeiting what I had paid because I'd prepaid for the session. And it's certainly true that going forward, I get to be more elegant about that. It's not like I'm suggesting we all just throw our money away um, or give last minute notice. But it was coming from that place of recognizing that even that appointment of self-care was coming from have to. And I cannot live in have to if I want to live a life of quantum leaps. They are polarities. And so the moment I made that decision, everything in my body changed. My, I all of a sudden had tons of energy. I had all of these ideas about things that I wanted to do in the business. I suddenly had all this time and I saw a way more efficient way that we could go about doing certain things in the business. So it wasn't just new initiatives that I was getting ideas about. It was like, oh my gosh, we could do it this way and it would be so much easier. It was an instant shift. I was back in flow. I felt so spacious. Because there's a big difference. Like, I'll put it this way. I love to write. I love creating content. But I don't love having to write. That have to energy is killing you. If you're giving it one inch of your life, it's killing you that inch. If that's your whole life, it's killing you every day. So what I want you to take from this is to look at any place where you think you have to, because that's coming from that lowest level place, right? That the power is all outside of me. And I want you to instantly go into the experiment, right? Because you may not totally believe it yet, and that's okay. But go into the experiment that what you want is already done. It's done. It's done because you want it. There's a whole energetic architecture around how desire and actualization work that's beyond the scope of this particular episode. But what if it was done? Right? What if you didn't need to earn anything? But this was actually about letting yourself be in the state of being that's correct for you, and then taking your actions from that place. I hope that this 
has been illuminating for you. I hope that you choose to implement this medicine and I can't wait to connect with you again. Thank you so much for joining us on the Embodied Wealth Consciousness Podcast. For more guidance on wealth generation as an expression of your dharma, visit getlifemastery.com. Remember to follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And tag us on social media to share your insights and manifestations. We'll see you soon. And remember, heaven on earth begins within you.